Do you, EBO? Is the economy strong? This seems to be the question everyone's asking when the answer is just kind of slapping us around like a pinball machine. He's president at American Commitment, Phil Kirpin, to tell you what I'm telling you. I ain't better off than I was four years ago. Hi, Phil. Hey, Fawn, how are you? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? I'm good. I have to apologize for some of the background noise. I'm at a uh, field hockey tournament with my daughter, so they're oh. yelling and cheering. That's why. I'm I'm all about it. Uh, you know what? When people call into the show or they're in the studio, I'm like, life is noisy. It doesn't have to be yeah. perfectly quiet. So let's do the dang thing. You know, let's because we're real people. My listeners are real people. They get it. All right. So this economy is. I can't remember when it was this hard to make ends meet. I really can't. I've never seen anything quite like this because uh, almost everyone, except for the very, very wealthy, um, are worse off than they were a few years ago to use the same language you just used, which is to say people cannot afford to buy the same things, to do the same things that they could just a few years ago because prices have gone up much more than incomes have gone up. And, uh, you know, they, that, that means if you're going to buy all the same things you did a couple of years ago, you're going to go further into debt. And, of course, we've got over a trillion dollars of credit card debt now for the first time in this country because that's what a lot of people are doing rather than going without. And, you know, the, the bills come due for that sooner or later. And so we've got this huge disconnect. We keep seeing these headlines as, oh, you know, all, all these so-called experts saying, oh, the economy's great. Why are people unhappy about it? What's wrong with them? Why don't they know how good they have it under Joe Biden? And, you know, you just you, you marvel at how out of touch the, uh, you know, the headline writers and the, ex, the so-called experts in New York and Washington are because even if you've had a little bit of income growth over the last year or so, if people are still massively in the hole because of how much the price of everything went up and they still on a month to month basis can't afford to do the things they used to be able to do, they're not going to be experiencing a positive economy. And I think that's where the vast majority of people are right now. And by the way, this official inflation count that claims prices in the last three years are only up 18%. It's like the biggest joke in the world. No, well, I mean, but it's a lot, but does anyone, is anyone really seeing an 18% increase? Everything I buy is like up 40, 50%. Yeah. So I, I don't know where they're getting this uh, 18% calculation. It makes me think the people who do the official numbers, their wife must do the grocery shop. They must never, they must not have no contact with the actual world themselves. Uh, or they just don't have to live on not getting an 18% increase in order to keep up with that 18% increase in inflation. And, you know, I'm so thankful I bought my car when I did and I got the percentage rate that I did because I'm going to pay it off in a much shorter time and it'll be easier. But I ended up having to buy a house because I couldn't stay where I was. I just couldn't stay there anymore. And um, I, I had to just, you know, take it in the rear end because I... I needed to buy a house, so I'm just going to wait till someone else is elected and rates get righter, and then I will. <laughs> and then you can refinance. And then yeah. I'll refinance because I mean, I'll tell you what, though, I don't do think it. we're ever going to see those two two percent again uh, in our lifetime. I That's think okay. That Anything's say. better than seven and eight. Yeah, I think we'll. I think you'll be able to refi down to something in the fours if we get Trump back in, but I'm not sure that we're going to see the threes and twos again. That's um, okay. I'll take know, it. I gotta, t- I gotta tell you though. I mean, every one of these economic reports that comes out, it's like they lie on a month-to-month basis when these reports come out. Because all you get are these headlines that are so positive. Then you look under the hood, and there's so much weakness still in this economy. I'll give you a couple of examples. Uh, we got this employment report 
that said 350,000 new jobs and they all these headlines, blowout, uh, employment report. Then you look under the hood, and first of all, they revised away a million jobs from last year. So, you know, they, they keep having this pattern of they report a big number, then they do a revision that's gone. But we also have this incredible divergence now. The, the, the Bureau of Labor Statistics actually has two different surveys. They have one where they survey employers, and they have one where they survey households, where they survey people. And the one where they survey employers, the jobs keep going up. The one where they survey people, the number of jobs stays the same. Or I should say the number of people employed stays the same. Because all these jobs that are being created are people's second job, people's third job. Or in <laughs> government. Up with those price increases. Yeah, or they're in government, and that's the one or place we government. don't want exactly. growth. Because that, that, we've got to pay for it. And, you know, the, uh, the, the other thing, that, that leads me to the other thing we saw about a month ago. We got this GDP report, and all these headlines, oh, 3.2% GDP growth, the economy's growing great again. You looked under the hood on that. And it's all government spending that's driving it, which, of course, we have to pay for, uh, either in future tax hikes or, much more likely, their favorite way to pay for government spending, another bout of inflation, yep. which I think could be on the horizon. One of the things I'm really worried about for this year is Jay Powell, now you might like this if it helps you refi, but Jay Powell could start cutting rates like crazy this year just to try to get Biden reelected, just to try to juice the economy, and then we could have a huge pulse of inflation again next year because there's going to be no other way to finance all this government spending. I would rather pay 7% interest than have Biden as president again. I'm not lying. I would rather, I would rather choke on my ramen noodles than have Biden as my president again. Cause I'm worried about just, I'm worried about the country, not just me. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, um, I mean, there's, it's, it's so scary having this guy in there, too, not just because of all the bad policies and the out-of-control spending, but, I mean, he's not there mentally, which makes you, so you don't know who's making any of the decisions or where they're going to be. You know, it's, uh, it's a remarkable situation. Well, and uh, all the other but, countries you know, keep... for hope. All the other countries are moving the hope. football every time he goes to kick it, and it's funny because they're watching him fall down. I'll tell you the one country that's incredible to watch right now is Argentina. Javier Malay, in his very first month on the job, has them in budget surplus. And, you know, we always hear, you know, and they had a worse budget situation than we did. We always hear, oh, you know, you could never cut spending that quickly. You know, you'll never balance the budget. This guy came in, slash spending, he bounced the budget in one month. And so if you and have someone who's really committed, now, of course, they, they have a system where the president in Argentina can cut spending without their Congress having to approve it. We don't have that here, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So it's harder for a Trump to do it, but yeah, my, my point is, if there's political will to fix the budget situation, you can do it. These are not intractable problems. Right. And we all know that, but we, we, we've we got people in charge right now who think they're doing a great job. I, I can't fathom it. I just, I, I can't. They must have been the ones who who did the math because the math don't add up. And and, and if you if you uh, look across the nation at all of just the municipal elections and things like that, almost every single muni election has some sort of, we need to increase taxes so we can pay this guy or that guy more or fix our streets or whatever. Everybody's looking at, we got to do something because even cities can't make ends meet. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, one of the problems when the price of everything goes up is, um, you know, the federal government can print money. Okay, the Fed can buy their bonds. They can print money. And the local governments can't do that. When the price of everything goes up, you get hammered on your taxes, too. And now you're paying more for everything. They buy groceries, fill up the gas, but you're also, your property tax bill comes. You get hammered on that, too. Mm-hmm. It's just hammer, hammer, hammer. And by the way, that hammer 
costs about twelve grand in Washington D.C. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, the defense department. Yeah, that's what they spend. <laughs> you know, Six hundred dollar toilet seat and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I've area fifty one. All right, so energy prices ballooning. Everything's ballooning. Um, the dog food I used to buy for eight dollars and ninety six cents for a giant bag is now seventeen dollars. I mean, there's there's nothing about the economy that is going well. I bring dog food up all the time because my dog is gigantic. And I'd like to feed her good food, but the good food's so so expensive now that I feel like crap because I have to feed her the cheaper food. Yeah, well, this is the this is the uh, this is the other problem with the way they measure uh, inflation is that they, you know they if if you were being surveyed for the consumer price index for the official inflation statistics, they would say, "Oh, well, you substituted, and so your price didn't really go up that much," um, because they don't take that into account. So, I mean, I, I think. That, that's a very good example of what people are experiencing. It's not the, maybe you're paying 18% more, but you're paying 18% more for something that's lower quality. So the real effect is much worse. Well, and it's something that I have to have. I mean, it would be different if it was some luxury item like, you know, a chandelier or a, you know, a foot massager or something. I don't really need to live. You know what I mean? It's it's not. But this is a necessity. These are the things that drive me crazy. And then they want to stick their nose in and start telling me what kind of stove I can have, what kind of furnace I can have, what kind of car I can have. All those sorts yeah, did, of things Did you see the news on nuts. cars, by the way? You yeah. You see in the New York Times yesterday, they leaked that they're going to punt. Biden's going to punt his electric vehicle mandates from 2027 to 2030, which is like the most cynical political move I've ever seen in my life. You know, they told us, oh, we're all going to die from global warming if we don't ban gas cars. But now they're saying, oh, we're going to punt it to try to get through one more election, and then we're going to do it. No. I, I just, you know, the idea uh, that you know, they should, I, I really hope that Trump just hammers him on that and says, look, you know, if you reelect this guy, he's going to ban gas cars no matter what he's saying now and trying to delay the effective date or whatever this nonsense is. But I think it shows you they know how unpopular it is to try to ban gas cars that they're trying to delay it a couple of years to get through this election. Well, and I find it hilarious that it took one really badass storm up in the winter in the north where none of their cars the were. Yeah, the state of Maine. The state of Maine was going to vote to ban gas cars. They had widespread power outages, and the, their Department of Environmental Protection postponed the vote. And it looks like now uh, they're actually going to send it through the legislature, which means it might get stopped. The governor was going to do it herself. So, I mean, it could be a divine intervention. I really keep an eye on that one. Yeah, Mother Nature was like, "Here, you want you want electric cars." Let, let me just show you what's going to happen. Let me help. Let me help out the Republicans here, trying to tell you that we are not prepared for this as of yet. So it is what it is. But I don't know if we're going to have a soft landing or not. But I know we need a landing of some kind, and I'm really hoping it's a giant, like bouncy house, because I don't want to land splat on the ground when this all comes to pass. I hope we get someone in there who's fiscally responsible, who cares about the country, and not about following what nato and the u.n says well we've got to cut spending it's not that complicated really at the end of the day if we don't cut spending we're going to have another huge run up in, of inflation if you look at what happened in the 1970s it was actually a double peak inflation went up to about nine percent then it came down to two then it went up to double digits and we're sort of following that exact path right now but it doesn't have to be that way if we cut government spending we don't need to have that second mountain and so that's the uh that that's i think largely with this next uh, election well, you know, Jimmy Carter was a terrible president, but at least he invented Habitat for Humanity. Biden has done absolutely nothing but just crap on the country. So one term, get him out of here. He's too old. Let go. Nobody listens to techno. Okay. All right. Um, 
Sorry, I went M&M on you. Phil Kirpin is with AmericanCommitment.com. What will they find there? Uh, you'll find kind of all the issues that we're working on and uh, some, some opportunities to write into agencies and into Congress and some of the economic issues and, uh, you know, stay up to date on the things we folks. And we try to find the fights where people might be able to actually make a difference by weighing in. We don't like to waste people's time. So there haven't been that many of them lately, uh, unfortunately, but that that's kind of the focus. And you go to the uh, website, you can see what we're up to. Yeah, go to AmericanCommitment.com and tell your daughter I hope she wins the tournament. All right, I will. All right. Thanks, Bill. All right, bye. Take care.